Good morning. Sorry, I haven't been here for a couple of days. <clears throat> kind of been busy and ready for Thanksgiving. I have my grandchild, and so I've been busy and exhausted, plus working. So I apologize. There's no excuse, though. I should have came and at least said something once a week or something. It's just been a couple of days, but I still apologize. So I hope everyone's doing well. Everyone's had a past couple of good days. They're healthy. They're staying safe. You know, this COVID-19 is getting worse. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes it just flares my anxiety up. Um, just worried about everything. And I can't worry and stress about everything. But that's just who I am. I'm anxiety and emotional. Sucks sometimes. My family makes fun of me because I'm emotional. I cry at a drop of a hat. Well, these little things just cheer me up. Like my grandchild that I've had for two and a half weeks. I'm going to cry when he leaves. But it's time for him to go home to mama because I think he's missing his mama and his auntie and stuff. So <clears throat> I'm just emotional. But enough about me. I hope everyone is well, staying safe. Um, know that there's a support system out there. If you are with your abuser, you can't. You think you can't get away from your abuser. You're able to. It just takes patience and time on your side. If for any reason today is a day or tomorrow is a day or for whatever day, whatever reason. Don't change your routine. That's your biggest mistake. If once you change your routine and he realizes your routine's changed, then he'll know something's up. You can't change it. You have to act nonchalant like nothing's happening. Like the day that my ex busted my lip. I remember it like it was yesterday. Busted my lip. My mom came up there. I'm sitting. He's sitting behind me. And I was telling her, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I played it cool, cool. Didn't let him think anything was up. I was still doing my routine. I still had to babysit some kids. Blah, blah, blah. I did everything. When I left, I didn't go back. Right? I kept everything routine. And I was scared because he was towering over behind me. I didn't think he was going to let me have my son. Um... You know, because my son was there with me. I figured he was going to hold him. But I played everything as cool as I could. And then I left. But I've been doing this for <sighs> five years by then. Five years. So I was getting getting pretty good at it. Under learning how to think before he did. Or, or, or think ahead of his thought process. Um, I was always trying to stay one step ahead of him. Like when I left the state, I tried to stay one step ahead. I made sure that I wasn't breaking any laws by taking my kids out of the states. There was no clause put in, thank goodness. Um, I was, I, I told him, family members and friends, certain people that I was going one certain way and I actually went the other way. It took him six months, but he did find me, um, you know, so 
I always, and even after he found me, I still try to stay one step ahead, step ahead of him. There was a couple times he threw me for a loop and um, everything, but I still tried, right? So it gets exhausting sometimes and overwhelming to try to think like them, like the abuser, like the narcissist that they are. It gets overwhelming and anxiety. I have really bad anxiety. Um, but I got put on this new medicine uh, that someone told me about because they have real bad anxiety and they haven't had anxiety attack in two months. So fingers crossed it works because anxiety sucks. <clears throat> it makes you, what makes me feel like I'm dying. It's like I have an elephant. I, I, I describe it as an elephant is sitting on my chest, right? Because I can't breathe. It's taking away my breath. I hate anxiety. But we all have different quirks, I guess. Um, when my boyfriend had passed of two years, every day, I think for six months, every day I woke up, there was an elephant on my chest. It was the most painful one of the most painful things I've ever been through. But I dealt with it and moved on. Still, he always has his place in my heart, you know, but he's 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 good. <clears throat> but that was one of my traumas that I went to. My child, my youngest child had went to, was going into the military and was leaving for a year overseas. So we went home to have Christmas with the family. And um, on my way there, usually he calls me a thousand and one times, make sure I'm safe, blah, blah, blah. He was sick and he didn't call. He didn't call Saturday. And I had put on Facebook. Oh, this silence is deafening sometimes. And we went out to eat Sunday, me and my kids. And I was getting ready to text, are you alive? And something said, mm, check his Facebook. And that's how I found out that he had passed Friday as I was pulling into my dad's house. He was taking his last breath. That was hard. That was hard. When I went back to where I was living, I didn't go back. So after the first year, everything was dead. My son was gone. He was dead. My vehicle was dead. My grass was dead. Trees falling. They were dead. It was horrible. I was so in a bad depression. I was so depressed. Like, um, I couldn't feel. I was just numb. I was just numb. It was a bad spot in my life. I was at the point in that depression where I wanted to cut myself because I was so depressed. I couldn't feel. I feel like my life had been just ripped out from underneath me. That's how I felt. But I started going to counseling. Before I went to counseling, I went and had my ear pierced. I had a tattoo put on. Um, I had my cartilage pierced. I was doing anything to make myself feel something because I was 
I feel like I was dead on the inside of me. A part of me had been ripped out. Because he was such a positive impact in my life. He taught me. He taught me how a man was supposed to treat a woman. He taught me how it felt to be actually loved. He was the first man, except for who I'm with now, but he was the first man, besides my dad, that showed me what love was like. It was love. It was sweet and innocent and laughter. That's what it was about. He made me feel like I was a princess. I could do no wrong. So when he passed, it was my heart was ripped out and it took me a while to get it back. It took me a while to move on. I went every day to his grave and sat there. I had breakfast there, lunch there, dinner there. I took a nap on his grave. I would sit there and I would holler at him. I would scream at him. I would cry. I would beg him to come back. I'd ask him why. People went by the grave. They probably thought I was crazy. But that's how I had to deal with it. I had to deal with it. And that's how I dealt with it. And slowly but surely, I stopped going as much. And then I moved away from there. And I've been back once since I've left to go visit his grave. But he's in my heart, so. But yeah, that was that was a low point after my ex. And he's the one that got me to block my ex from calling me because he told me as long as he called me he still had control over me and power and I took the step and I did it and it was one of the biggest steps that I took but it was freedom it was so much relief after I got past the initial scared that he was going to come to my house scared of this I just actually started living and it was so nice I took that power back. So we've all had loss. We've all had turmoil and pain. We all fall in love with people that we think that we can change. Our love will change them. But it doesn't. Trust and believe it doesn't. The only thing our love can change is ourselves. We have to love ourselves to want to do better for ourselves, to be better for ourselves, and to succeed. That's it. That's what our love can control. So, in a couple of days, it's Thanksgiving. I know... It's a bad time right now. They're saying, stay home. Don't be around your family. This world this year has been so depressing. It's the 
only thing that we have to look forward to sometime is our family get-togethers and our gatherings. But they don't want us to. And I know that's hard. And it's even more depressing because we want to be around our family. So whatever you do, stay safe. Get up in the mornings and look at yourself in the the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. Don't believe any negative that you hear about you because you are beautiful. You are loved. And believe in yourself. You can do anything. I know you love your abuser. But honey, they don't love you. They want to control you and take away your breath. Take away any self-esteem you have, self-control, self-love that you have for yourself. They want to take it all away. Every last bit of it. They're like, um, I see this image in my in my head. They're like this, this witch I've seen on TV or whatever. They take, they suck, go and they suck out Every last breath that you have. Just take it out. They're life-sucking maggots. And you deserve better. And you would, and you will find better. You have to get out. And I'm telling you, you have to get out. But I want you to get out safe. Safely. Because you, uh, I see so many pages and statistics of people that don't make it out, they get killed in the process. And I'm not trying to scare you with that by no means, but it does happen. Because the most dangerous time is when you're planning on leaving. When you're planning on leaving, that's the most dangerous time for you. Because you have at this point, uh, possibly, an I don't give a shit attitude. And you're just like, fuck it, and you do what you want to do, and you're doing this, and you're doing that, and you don't think about nothing, but you can't do it that way, you have to stay cool, 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 you have to have a game plan, you have to have a place to go, a shelter, or somewhere you know that he can't find you a safe haven, where you'll be safe, and you have to have some clothes packed somewhere, or some money stashed, well, you don't have to. You can leave with the clothes on your back. But whatever way you do, always make sure you have a safe haven. Don't listen to the traumas or the threats that he's going to say. Ooh, I'm going to kill this person. I'm going to do this to this person if you don't come back to me. Don't believe the, oh, I, honey, I love you. I'll never do it again. Don't believe that. Because it's just a lie. They'll do it again and again and again. And until... One day, you can't ever get out until he just takes away everything that you have inside you and you feel like you deserve what you're getting. And you don't. You don't deserve what you're getting. Okay? Nobody deserves to be abused. It doesn't matter what kind of abuse it is. Mental, physical, verbal, emotional, financial, sexual, nobody deserves it. Every one of you are beautiful and you deserve to be happy.
reach out to your to your county hotline or your your county uh, law enforcement. Reach out to find a women's shelter. Whatever you have to do, find somewhere to go. Reach out. Let somebody help you. Don't be ashamed because you didn't ask for it. You just fell in love with them. But you have to be the one that says, hey, I deserve more and get out of it. And we have this thing inside of where we're ashamed to admit this is happening to us. How did I let this happen? Why all my family's going to do this or my family doesn't believe me. It doesn't matter what anyone believes. You know, you know what's going on. And you know what happens behind closed doors. It doesn't matter who believes you or who doesn't believe you. Just know you don't deserve it. Your kids don't deserve to see you going through what you're going through. You don't want your children to grow up and think it's okay for a man to treat a woman this way and for a woman to get treated this way. You want them to be deserve to know what a love and relationship is and what love and happiness is. If you can't get out for yourself, get out for your kids. Because all this is a domino effect. It's a domino effect. You don't get out. They, your kids see it. Then your kids grow up. And they'll, they'll treat you that way. Or they'll treat their significant other that way. You have to stop it. You have to stop it's somewhere. Love starts at the house. Hate starts at the house. It's up to you of how you want them to be seen. Please, for yourself and your kids, get out. Love yourself enough to get away from the narcissistic asshole that you're with. I'm telling you, life is beautiful once you're away from them. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You're going to have bad moments, good moments, happy moments, loving moments, bad moments, tears, blood, sweat, cry. You're going to have all these moments. You have to mourn that narcissistic asshole. You have to mourn him. But you know what? It's okay. Because once you get past all of it, And you realize, I'm not what he said I was, or she said you was. I'm this, and I'm beautiful, and I'm not fat. People love how I am. I love who I am. Once you go through all this, you're going to love yourself. You may have to go to counseling. That's okay. I still go to counseling because I still have issues that I'm dealing with. One of the issues is I think I am just horribly fat. I cannot stand my body. But instead of what I try to lose weight, I eat another Twinkie. That's just where I am right now. And it could be because I'm happy. I don't know. But I just don't like my body from my waist down. That's just it. I don't. I just think I'm fat and ugly. But that's my issue. Right, along with my anxiety, and I have a little bit of depression and PTSD. I have all these things, so you're going to have these in life. It's not going to go away. Ooh, bam, 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 bam. It, it, it just happens. But anyway, I love you guys. Be safe. I'll try to reach out to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. I love y'all.